Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Permission to Love podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Henderson, and I am grateful that you are here. Now, if you're familiar with me and you're familiar with the work that I do, you know that my whole mission, my whole uh, journey is about helping people learn to love themselves and to address the barriers or the limiting beliefs that are in their way that are keeping them from loving themselves. And I'm so passionate about it because it actually saved my life. Learning to love myself, learning to give myself permission to love myself got me sober. It allowed me to open up and address the areas of childhood trauma and religious trauma that were so buried down inside of me. It allowed me to let go of the shame that, that I was carrying around for so many years, that relentless feeling of self-loathing, self-hatred, uh, self-love began to heal that. And it began to transform the relationships in my life, how I show up and how I treat and deal with myself. I can honestly say, but if I hadn't learned how to love myself, I wouldn't be here right now. I definitely wouldn't be doing this podcast. I definitely wouldn't be writing the things that I write and sharing the things that I share. So the practice of self-love transformed my life. And now it's transforming thousands of other people's lives through the content, through the messages that I've been able to share from the lessons that I've learned. So if you're listening to or watching this podcast today, I want to encourage you to take seriously the practice of self-love and learning how to love yourself. I mean, your whole life can change. All of the things that you're dealing with, so many of them can be healed and transformed by learning how to love yourself. Now, we've heard a lot about self-love these days. There's books on it. There's seminars on it. There's all kinds of information, but there's still the majority of the people not knowing how to love themselves and not being willing to give themselves permission to love themselves. So why is that? Why do we have so many barriers to loving ourselves? Why is it not normalized to practice self-love? Well, I want us to first address the fact that things like trauma and other painful life experiences, as I've shared before, have given us limiting beliefs. And they've given us limiting beliefs about ourselves, about others, and about life. So one of those big limiting beliefs is how we feel about ourselves and what we think we're worthy of. And we don't think and we don't feel that we're worthy of love. When I work with people and I start to talk to them about practicing self-love, I can actually see them getting uncomfortable and actually begin to build a lot of resistance to the idea that they are actually worthy of love because they've got an entire narrative as to why that's not true about them. And this is the very, very interesting part of that. Most people are able to accept that other people are worthy of love, but they have a very difficult time believing that they are worthy of love. There's this disconnect. Why is that? Well, we know us, we lived with us, we know our experiences. And so those experiences and those limiting beliefs have caused us to view ourselves a certain way and to tell ourselves stories as to why all of that stuff means that we're not worthy. Now we could hear the same stories from other people and we'll give them grace and we'll give them compassion. So self-love on its very, very basic foundational principles and parts is basically turning that same compassion and love that we're willing to give to others towards ourselves. 
So we're going to talk about that today. And the one thing that we're going to really address today is the words self-love and the concept or the image that we have about self-love, because that in itself is a limiting belief that many of us have and blocks us from practicing self-love. Our definition, our mental construct of what we think self-love is, looks like, and how a person who practices self-love behaves is a big barrier for many people to give themselves permission to love themselves. Now, why is that? Well, many people are afraid uh, and we get confused. We confuse arrogance. We confuse people who are full of themselves or narcissistic behavior with self-love. That's not self-love. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about ego. We're not talking about pride. We're not talking about projecting this image uh, that is intended and designed to intimidate other people. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about authentic, genuine love towards ourselves that anyone and everyone can begin to practice when they give themselves the permission to love themselves. I recently was on another podcast, uh, Intentional Living with Courtney Myers, uh, and we were talking about self-love. And I encourage you, uh, when that episode gets released, to go ahead and go over there and see that. And one of the things that came up was that we really do need to figure out how to redefine the words self-love. Because that wording is causing so many people to be hung up and to prevent themselves from moving forward in that space because they're afraid. They're afraid of what that might uh, say about them. Uh, they're afraid what other people might say about them. You see, there's these survival mechanisms that we all have. And when it becomes a fear-based uh, limiting belief, it is around a survival mechanism. There's a part of us that's trying to keep us safe. And if we truly were to love ourselves, we have this image of how other people have behaved. So instead, we pull ourselves back and we don't practice self-love and we beat ourselves up and we tell ourselves that we're not worthy of it as a safety mechanism. So in all of your stories and in all of the things that you tell yourself about the person that you don't want to be, have you taken the time to ask yourself, about the person that you want to be. So let's do an exercise here. Let's start from scratch. Let's go ahead and take a moment and intentionally release what our images are and our stories are of what self-love is and what it looks like. Let's just take a pause. Try to get that mental, emotional image wiped out of your mind for a moment. Let it just get out of your system. If you need to, take a deep breath, hold it, and then let that breath out. Take another deep breath, breathe in life, hold it. And as you're breathing it out, let go of all of the images, all of the things that you think self-love is. We're trying to get beyond the limiting belief that self-love is something that's negative and it's something that we don't deserve. We can drop the story of every negative thought we think about what self-love is. We can drop the story about Mary or Harry and how they behave and, you know, they're practicing self-love, but they're showing up really uh, unhealthy and intimidating and uh, a real sense of arrogance. And so let's drop all of that and let's take a moment 
and begin to ask ourselves, what could self-love look like? What is a hopeful story around self-love? How would you feel in practicing self-love? What would you treat yourself like if you were practicing self-love? So take some time, get very clear on what self-love means to you and what it would look like for you to love yourself. Now, I want to give a couple of thoughts around it as you're doing that exercise. And the first is to not hold back. Because if you're a trauma survivor, or if you're a person who's dealt with shame, you might be likely to hold back. You might all of a sudden start feeling uncomfortable when you're writing out or you're envisioning these things of loving yourself. And so you automatically start carving things off, right? You, your list is there. And all of a sudden, like, now nah, if I did that, that wouldn't really be right. Or whatever. You know, don't hold back on the front end. Go ahead and put down everything that you think would be life-giving, would be transformative to you in your practice of self-love. You can always go later and say, you know what, yeah, maybe that's not for me. But on the front end, you're probably more likely to limit yourself just because of the programming and the training that we've had uh, as trauma survivors or people who've dealt with shame in our life. So go ahead and let yourself have fun with it. Go ahead and just write it all out that if I loved myself, this is what it would look like. This is what it would feel like. This is what I would do. You see, right now, we're not concerned about getting on the side of airing of too much love. We're actually concerned about airing on the side of not enough love. So let that practice really unfold from you right now and give yourself the permission to go as big and as far as you want to with it. Now, the other little thought around this practice of uh, saying what we want self-love to look like in our life is that we just always need to make sure that it's not something that harms someone else. Uh, sometimes when I talk to people about practicing self-love, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to take this from so-and-so anymore. I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to tell them what I think and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Well, the challenge with that is that that isn't a self-loving action because afterwards you're going to regret it. Uh, you're going to feel bad about yourself if you showed up in a way that wasn't honoring to you or honoring to another person. And yes, part of self-love is speaking our mind, is setting those boundaries. And yeah, that'll probably come out in unhealthy ways in the beginning because we're, we're not used to it. We don't have a practice of it. And so we get real clunky when we start to set boundaries as a person who's newly beginning to learn how to love themselves. We get really clunky when we're trying to push back on people that are, you know, invading our, our boundaries or our space. And sometimes it comes out maybe a little aggressively, but that's okay. There's no problem with that. But we're going to learn how to get into a place where it feels more aligned with who we are and what we want to be and still be able to have the boundaries and still be able to you know, speak up for ourselves in a way that we can feel good and it doesn't harm other people. So just be mindful that as you're making your list or you're thinking it through, that it's not something that's harmful towards other people because the practice of self-love never tries to belittle people, never intentionally tries to make other people feel bad about themselves. Self-love realizes that I'm learning to love myself and that that other person is an extension of me, is another human being, and I want them to learn how to love themselves by me modeling what self-love looks like. 
I want to also point out that the people that I've been with who are the uh, ones who practice the most self-love are usually the most gentle, more tender, more kind. Yes, they can be firm when they need to be, but their energy is one of humility. It's one of realizing that they have some weaknesses, they have some challenges, but they accept that about themselves and they love themselves even in the middle of it. So remember, it's not about taking an energy to push out, uh, to get back at people. It's about you. It's about honoring you and learning to love who you are. So as we continue on talking about what self-love is and the definition of that, and you're doing your work to get that written out and thinking that through, I want to encourage you to remember that we can't let other people's unhealthy decisions or displays of what self-love is keep us from practicing a very life-giving and transformational practice of self-love. Don't let the way that other people do things rob you from giving yourself the gift of self-love. Now, as you're making that list, I want to walk through what I call the FAST method. And it's an acronym for the words feelings, actions, speech, and thinking. So it's about combining all of those things in the way that we want to love ourselves, in the way that we want to treat ourselves. So as you're envisioning what it looks like to love yourself, what would it feel like? What would it feel like to love yourself? Ask yourself that question. Then second, how would you act towards yourself if you truly loved yourself, if you were practicing self-love? And then third, what would you say about yourself? What would be the speech towards yourself if you were practicing self-love? And then finally, number four, what would be the thoughts that you have about yourself in the practice of self-love? What would be going on in your mind towards yourself. You know, I use the FAST method because it's easy to remember, but it also helps accelerate the practice of self-love because combining feelings, actions, speech, and thoughts together are key, fundamental, scientific ways that we can rewire ourselves. Because remember, all this stuff's going to feel very uncomfortable for you in the beginning. But as you begin to use the FAST method, over time, you're going to begin to feel different. You're going to begin to act different. You're going to begin to say different things about yourself. And you're going to begin to think different thoughts about yourself. Now, realize that it's going to take time, but this will help it accelerate. And it'll get you some quicker wins to let you know that you can make progress on this journey of learning to love yourself. You know, it's interesting as I coach people and work with them uh, to move uh, from shame, to identify the limiting beliefs that trauma gave them, and then begin to rewire themselves using the FAST method and other techniques uh, to really see how they're coming alive when they have those moments where all of a sudden a, a feeling that they carried for so long about themselves or a, or a narrative that they had about themselves for so long begins to drop away. Because what we're doing is we're trying to get away from resisting thoughts or fighting thoughts or getting wrapped up into the energy of what we should be doing. And we're trying to get to a place where those things naturally fall away because they're being replaced with the things that we want. We want positive thoughts, so let's focus in on the positive thoughts. Let's not focus in on trying to get rid of the negative thought. Instead of using all of our energy to fight against something, we're simply going to release those things. 
We're not going to judge those things and we're going to replace them with the positive, with the things that we want. So then now those other things don't have capacity to take up our brain space. The feelings that we have are more naturally to go towards feelings of love because we're doing the work. See, that's one of the big hangups, I think, in coaching and in transformation is we're always trying to get rid of something. We're always trying to struggle or fight with something. And what's happening is we're just keeping the cycle going because we're getting in a fight with ourselves. We're giving ourselves that energy because it's ourselves that we're trying to heal. It's the relationship with ourselves that we're trying to transform. And so in using all of that really struggling energy, what you're doing is you're staying in combative mode. You're staying in judgment mode towards yourself. You're telling yourself, why can't you stop doing that? You need to be more like this. All of that energy is not self-loving, gentle energy. And if we can begin to just move our attention away from all of that and place our attention on what we want, who we want to be, how we want to feel, how we want to act, what we want to say, what we want to think, and begin to practice those things, it simply just begins to take up the space in our life for all of that goodness and all the things that we don't want just simply get pushed out of the arena and they naturally begin to fall away. So once you have that all written out about how you want to feel, act, how you want to say things about yourself or speak to yourself and what you want to think about yourself, take some time to really meditate on that. Take some time to really connect with what it would feel like. What would it feel like to do a self-loving act towards yourself? What would it sound like? What would be the tone of your voice when you were saying certain things to yourself that were self-loving words? It probably wouldn't be, I love you. Okay. That's what we typically get into, right? When we first start practicing self-love and we're looking in the mirror and I'm enough, I love you, or I love you. And it's this energy that we wouldn't want to use that energy in speaking to our partner or spouse or, or anybody else. We would get a lot of feedback about how we needed to change that energy. So be mindful about what energy you want to use towards yourself when you say, I love you. Like, how does it need to sound coming out of your mouth, out of your, out of your heart? How can that connection? And you may feel like you're faking it. That's okay because your brain is seeing you do it that way. And it's feeling uh, the emotion that you're, you're saying it with. And so now it's starting to go. Maybe we believe this. Uh, maybe this is something that we need to start practicing. So say, how would it sound? How would it feel coming out of your, your mouth? Like, what would those thoughts like feel like? Remember when you would daydream in school or at other times and you'd get lost in the daydream because you were thinking about something that was beautiful or something that was fun or something that you really wanted to do or, you know, you're, you're seeing yourself doing some, you know, going to the moon or whatever it was. It captivated you. It puts you almost in a trance-like state. Can you do that same thing in your thinking about what would it look like? What would it feel like? How, how would I think about myself? And how would that look? And what would be the thoughts that I would think about myself? And kind of really get lost in it. Take time to play with it. See it as a playground, not as a chore, not as work but as a playground to go into your mind and really connect with, wow, yeah, let me use my imagination of what I would think, how I would think about myself, what would be the thoughts in my mind 
if I loved myself. Okay. Have all of that written down. Take all of that. Spend time meditating on it, connecting with it emotionally. And I promise you, you keep doing that. It's not going to be long until those things begin to shift inside of your heart and your mind and your body. And you start to begin to see progress towards self-love. So what is self-love to you? I'd really love to hear your thoughts. If you could leave uh, those thoughts in the comments here or send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are about what self-love looks like and means to you. And that's going to help you. That's going to help the community. And that's going to help me. So don't be shy about making a comment here about what self-love looks like and means to you or some of the things that you've struggled with to get to a point where you could believe that you're worthy of love. And, and don't be shy to reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at Jerry A. Henderson. Send me a DM there and let me know, you know, what are the things that you are beginning to define as self-love? So now with all of that, let me go ahead and talk about what I think self-love is. I've done another episode on this before uh, about why self-love isn't selfish, but I really felt like it was time to get a little bit more granular, a little bit more specific about some of this stuff. So self-love is simply seeing yourself, your true self, as you actually are, to see that part of you that is absolute pure love and to connect with that part. I want to remind you that you were not born as an infant with self-hatred. You were born with self-love. It's inherent to all of us. And then things get stacked on top of us that keep us from being able to practice it on a normal basis. And we forget who we are. We forget who that beautiful person is that's inside of us because we've been stacked and layered with all of these things. And this work is simply about removing all of the things that are not us so that we can see who we truly are, our authentic self, which is love. And if you have any thought right now that, no, my authentic self is this, this, and this because I do that, that, and that, no. Though that, that, and that came to you as a result of limiting beliefs, the things that happened in your life. And remember to always look at it as it's not what's wrong with you. It's what's happened to you that's driving those behaviors. So there is no person, in my opinion, who is anything else than pure love that has simply been layered with all of the things and all of the messages that made them forget who they are. They are love. You are love. I am love. And we are all worthy of our own love. So self-love is simply seeing who that person is, that real you, and beginning to treat yourself in alignment with who that authentic version of yourself is. Self-love is also simply treating yourself the way that you think other people need to be treated or that you wish other people would treat you. Can you treat yourself in the way that you wish other people would treat you or that you see other people who are practicing self-love practice that? It's having respect and regard for yourself. It's being gentle with yourself, being compassionate with yourself. It's about giving yourself what you are worthy of. It's about treating yourself in those four areas, that fast method, in a way that's loving and gentle. 
It's about caring for yourself by setting boundaries and setting limits, boundaries for yourself and boundaries for others. And so it has nothing to do with arrogance or pride or showing up in a way that's harmful or intimidating to other people or making other people feel uncomfortable. It is about you connecting with the part of you that is love, that has always been love, and allowing that to become an expression of your nature and allowing that nature to begin to treat yourself in the way that it's always wanted to treat you, giving that part of you the permission to love all of you unconditionally. Now, how could anything with that be wrong or something that we wouldn't want for ourselves and for others? So if we can drop the story that self-love is arrogant and it's all of these things, and we can pick up the true authentic story, which love is love. And love is a beautiful thing. And all we're saying is that you're worthy of giving yourself that love, the same love that you think other people deserve. You're worthy of giving yourself that love. And yes, as we've talked about already, there's a lot of limiting beliefs that get in our way. And today we're just addressing the one around the concept of what self-love is, the words self-love and really dealing with that because that in itself has all this baggage, right? Somebody says, I'm practicing self-love and people roll their eyes and, oh no, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? All of that is simply to intimidate. All of that is simply to try to keep you from the gift of what is yours, what is rightfully yours, which is the ability to love yourself unconditionally and wildly and as much as you want and let yourself practice be unique to you. And if others want to judge it, that's okay. Let them figure out what their self-love practice is going to be. You see, there's an awakening that I think is happening to the fact that we can love ourselves, to realize that we are love, that we are authentic love. And there's a shedding that's beginning to happen of all of that shame and all of that self-criticism and all that self-loathing. People are awakening to the fact that self-love is inherent to us. It is a right that we have and that we are going to let go of whatever limiting beliefs, whatever limiting stories that we have. And we're going to lean into self-love because when we do, we not only transform ourselves, we transform the people around us, the places around us, the environments around us, and we show up with the energy of love. And we give that to the people, the places that we're at. And that is how we're going to transform this world. We're not going to transform this world by sitting around beating ourselves up and playing small and criticizing ourselves and showing up angry and showing up sad. That's not going to transform anything. What's going to transform this world are individuals who've learned to love themselves and they're filled with love and it's overflowing and they're giving that love out. They're showing up with that love. You have that capacity to do that. That is in you. It's just buried. And what we can do is we can work to remove those layers. So why wait? Why wait any longer to start practicing self-love? Why wait any longer to get rid of that voice that's been beating you up for so long? It's time for you to give yourself what you're worthy of, which is your own love. And that love is going to heal you. It's going to transform you. And it's going to change your entire life like it did mine. I wouldn't be sober right now if I hadn't practiced it. I wouldn't be free from shame. I wouldn't be in the relationship that I'm in. I wouldn't be in all the things that have happened 
if I hadn't had that one moment that said, I am worthy of my own love and I'm going to begin to love myself and nobody's going to be able to take that away from me. We have to get that thing inside of us to rise up that says we are worthy of love and begin to really strip off those limiting beliefs. So don't wait. Don't delay. Let yourself have what you deserve, which is self-love. Now, if you need help in that journey and you need help in that practice, that's what I do. I work with people consistently about learning how to love themselves. We go through that process of identifying the limiting beliefs. Where did they come from? How do we then begin to rewire those limiting beliefs? How do we begin to shed the shame? And then how do we actually begin to rewire ourselves towards love, towards self-acceptance and self-compassion to get free from all of those things that trauma did from us, all of those things that other painful life experiences did to us, that told us that we're not enough, that we have to be people pleasers, that we're an imposter, that we're not worthy of love. All of those are limiting beliefs from trauma and other painful life experiences, and you can change that. You're worthy to stop living like that anymore. You don't have to continue to carry that. If not now, when? If you're not going to make the change now, when? What is it that you're waiting for? We often wait to feel worthy of it. It's not how it works. We move towards it and the sense of worthiness comes. That's how it always works. You won't one day wake up and say, oh, all of a sudden, beyond some kind of spiritual awakening, oh, all of a sudden, I feel like now's the kind that I feel worthy to be loved and I feel worthy to love myself. That moment is actually going to come when you've committed to love yourself and you start to do the work. So why am I speaking so passionately about this right now? Because I'm watching people continue to fall in the hole of shame, self-hatred, self-loathing, and all of the painful life experiences, all of the relational destruction, all the health complications and challenges that that's causing people to go through. And yet we're still sitting around hoping that we'll just someday decide to love ourselves. Well, why can't today be the day that you decide to love yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to work through those limiting beliefs. I'm going to identify how to rewire myself. And I'm going to give myself the permission to love myself. Why can't today be the day we actually journal out what self-love looks like for you and then begin to practice that? Why can't today be the day that you commit to do one loving act towards yourself? Tomorrow doesn't exist. Yesterday, it's gone. You got right now. And what you want to feel is love towards yourself. Can you give that to yourself today? What's one action? Why can't today be the day that you do one action to show yourself that you're worthy of it? Why can't today be the day that you say, you know what, I'm going to make the investment in myself and I'm going to go through the coaching program and start to see my life transformed because if there's anything that will transform everything in your life, it's learning how to fix your relationship with yourself because this relationship, as we talk about, is determining everything in your life. You're manifesting what is in here. It's getting pushed outward. The way that you think people see you and the way that you see people are all about your relationship with yourself. Why can't today be the day that you decide I'm going to change? I'm going to begin to give myself permission to love myself and see 
what happens. What do you have to lose? I'll tell you what you have to lose. You can lose the inner critic. You can lose the self-loathing. You can lose the imposter syndrome. You can lose all the things that have been holding you back. You can lose that feeling when you sit in the room and you think that you're such a failure and you're beating yourself up. You can begin to lose those addictions. I'm telling you, the power of self-love can transform everything. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Permission to Love podcast. And I hope you can see that those limiting beliefs are what's keeping us back from self-love. And we don't have to keep those limiting beliefs. We can live the life uh, that we want, that is empowered, that is full of love, that puts a smile on our face and joy in our hearts. And you know, often we have to work with people to help us with that, to even see that. So I've recently started offering free discovery calls for people uh, in the month of November and in December. So if you're interested in coaching, that first call is free. It's a 30-minute discovery call to really dig into uh, some of the challenges and maybe what your journey's been like and what you need on your journey and to really see if uh, us working together would be the right fit for both of us. So if that's something that you're interested in, once again, you can go to jerryhenderson.org forward slash coaching. So thank you for being here. Thank you for joining this episode. I'm grateful for you. And I want to remind you as always, you are worthy of your own love.